like five. Harry's the cat, by the way. He's Harry is the cat. He's not a new man. Um, he's the old man. He's the old man. The OG. The OG. Yeah. He woke me up like five in the morning. Calm down. For food. Yeah. And then like before that, he woke me up like three. Oh, so I just feel a bit shattered. Who wants to eat at three o'clock in the morning? No, he threw up. Oh. In the middle of my room. Well, you had On the floor, though. You had him doing the... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Oh. And then I was like, oh, no, baby. And I was like, oh, you're doing it on my floor again. Were you tempted just to leave it? Oh. Just go, I'll deal with it. I do no, that all I the fucking time. The yeah. I mean, it's in the same room as me, though. Oh, yeah, yeah I've had it in our, like, in our, in our doorway of our bedroom. Like, you hear him doing it, and it used to be like, oh, shit, and get up in the middle of the night and clear it. Now, if I hear it in the middle of the night, I just think... Yeah, but I'm going to forget it's there and I'm going to step on it in the morning. Oh, I've got up and gone to the uh, bathroom in the night, didn't it? Yeah. But this is not what this podcast is about. No, we're not here to give advice on cats. We are here to give advice on dicks. Uh, We're not giving advice on dicks. We're here to tell you about them. We're here to tell you. As three women who don't have dicks, we know best, clearly, (laughs) to tell men what they should be doing. Yeah. Keep them away. From it's us. reverse. This is the this is the uh, yeah reverse chauvinism. <laughs> yeah, this is feminism. This bitch. is feminism. <laughs> no, this is the can't catch dick podcast where every week one of us will tell you a story of a dating debacle. Do you like my alliteration? Yeah, yeah, I did. Dating debacle, dating mishap, dating joy. If it's dating joy, let's be honest, we wouldn't be doing this podcast because yeah, I think that's you know, a boring conversation. Right. I don't know. We literally just talked about. A little dating joy, and that filled a good like ten minutes. Yeah, and also, it was heartwarming and lovely, but not for a podcast that's no. built on misery. And Nobody really wants to hear that. No one wants to hear about good times. We all want to hear about shit. Yeah, we want. Nobody to cares if you're happy. <laughs> we don't care. We do care actually. We want to hear your stories. This is the Card Catch Dick podcast. So this week we have an interesting story from Nej. Don't yeah. We? You're gonna be yeah uh, yeah regaling us with your joyful yeah joyful. this is actually not like a first date story this is a dating story because we dated for a little while but I just think there's some interesting topics to talk about um so I'm just gonna get straight into it we actually met in a pub we That's met weird. in real life in real life IRL in real life not on any sort of dating app I was at a local pub to me. Around the corner from my house with a mate, and me and my mate decided. I think it was after work one day. We decided we'd had a really hard day, or we did, and I can't remember what it is, but we were just boozing. And this guy, him and his mate, came up to us, and this guy just started talking to me, and we got on really well. And we kind of hit it off and chatting away, chatting all night. Everyone was quite boozed, and then my mate left to, to walk home. And I ended up staying in this pub with this guy. Then the pub was closing and we were like, oh, I'm not quite finished yet. Like, really getting on with you. So we were like, oh, where else can we go? Let's go walk around to another pub, which is about a 15-minute walk from here. Walked there. Pub was closing. Couldn't get in. Then we realised that it was a really shitty... And anyone that lives near me will know what I'm talking about. But there's a really shitty, like, bar, pub, Irish pub, which is not far from where I live. And we were like, oh, that's going to be open until like two in the morning. Which yeah. is back in the day where you could go on past 10 o'clock. So we walked, trekked all the way there. It was at this point, it was pissing down with rain. Got there and we were allowed in, but we didn't go in because we both just suddenly checked ourselves and were like, this is not our vibe. What are we doing? So then we were sat at this bus stop. 
snogging each other's faces off. As you do. I've done that. As you do. It's fun. And I, yeah, it's really fun. He was very gropey, which I didn't mind, but he was also... Like was, hands down your pants kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, full, full down my pants. But what did bother me, that didn't bother me at all, was that he, unfortunately, was a very bad kisser. Eesh. He was suction onto the face, slobbery, Ugh. just really, really unromantic, just really, quite a little bit gross. Yeah. But you know when you're really pissed and you just don't really, you can, you notice it, you definitely can tell, but it doesn't really matter to you until when you're sober and then you're like, oh God, that was a bit, oh, that wasn't great. Mm. That side though, we ended up dating for a little while. So he had... A profession which, which was kind of a very junior profession, even though he was the same age as me, but he wasn't making very, a lot of money. Mm. So we were dating for quite some time. Super nice guy. He ended up meeting a lot of my friends. They got on with him really well. And what was interesting about this guy was that he, we had clearly very different taste levels. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a disposable income, but I do like the nice things in life. And I, and I, and I am an aesthetic person and I like, I do like to treat myself and I, but I live within my means of treating myself. So for example, I'm not going on 10 holidays a year, but I am buying new clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of live within my means. Yeah. But I, and I'm happy to treat myself because I work really fucking hard so why shouldn't I yeah, yeah I agree you know, what else is it going to be for yeah and that became quite problematic for him now this is a guy that didn't even have a smartphone what oh, geez, like a... he had a Nokia 3310 no but do you know what I mean I... it's old that's old school but um, it's a hardy I love a Nokia 3310 yeah so but we're talking a few years ago right then, yeah this was two three years ago and he ago, had it unironically like he had it unironically that was his phone that was his phone because actually he needed to be doing a pay-as-you-go. He was on pay-as-you-go. He didn't want to... But he could just do gift-gaff. It's pretty right, much yeah. pay-as-you-go. He didn't want to upgrade to anything more advanced, which is fine. But what that, what, what that meant was that he was restricted. He was always on a very tight budget and he was restricted to messaging me once, maybe twice a day. Did he say, I can only message you once yes. or twice a day? Because yes. I don't have enough credit? Yes. How did he say this to you? Was there any kind of shame or embarrassment? Or was he just like, it is what it is? I mean, I think shame shame or embarrassment, you are a bloody adult. No shame. But there are are very cheap deals. Like, I think you can probably get a monthly SIM card for as little as £10 a month. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not data, just like phone and text. Mm -hmm. Like, surely. Most things come with, like, free data up to a certain amount now. Yeah, like, you could probably get a gig for, like, a few years ago. A few years ago. So I don't know whether that was an excuse or whether he just just wasn't into... Doing it, but I mean, he lived literally around the corner from my house. So it was kind of convenient because it was like, actually, you don't, you don't live that far anyway. But we so, were literally limited to one or two texts a day. That makes me, that reminds me of when I was a teenager with my Nokia 3310 and then my 5110. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. upgrade one. The yeah. upgraded one, which yeah. had Snake 2 on it. Yeah. Oh, which yeah, honestly, I, I think I still have that phone somewhere and it was the best phone I ever had in my entire life. It, mm. 50, I think I had the 5110 or 5100. 30, there was a 3310 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, and I think I had a 5100, which was like <laughs> flatter. Yeah, I yeah. remember that one. Yeah, I think that's what I had. I remember each text cost 12p or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And I could only save 
10 messages. 10 messages on my phone. So So then you're making this decision of which text do I delete. Yeah. When you start talking with boys or whatever, you're like, oh, I actually want to save all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same thing with him. Could only store X amount of messages. So is this right? Like if you get a message through and your inbox is full, it won't come through? Yeah. It would flash. It would flash. It would flash that little thing saying, yeah, you've got a message you'd have to go. It gets stuck on like the server. Yeah. Well, not server, but it gets stuck in it. Some sort of thing. Some kind of in the ether. Yeah. In the ether, it's there in the airwaves until yeah. you let it onto your phone. Yeah. So at this point, God, like brings he, back memories, doesn't it? I know. But it will only stay there for a number of days, mm. I believe. And then I think it'll only stay there. So if you didn't delete it, and then it, it gets rejected, days, it deletes it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, I think back in the day, getting your message did not deliver, but it would always come in like seventy-two hours later or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that was what I was dealing with, and I think. At that point, though, I remember speaking to my therapist about it and saying, I actually don't mind so much that we're not in constant communication. I think because I just maybe come out of something where there was a lot of communication, it was just constant messages. It's too much. And it wasn't with a guy that I really dated. I think it was a guy that I wasn't that interested in. And I did that thing where I didn't really vocalise it back then. And it, was, it when you're not on the right pace as someone else... Yeah. That's when it doesn't work, and that's when I begin. I feel for myself, I begin to get annoyed with the other person because I'm like, this pace isn't working for me. So I, it's like, it's too many messages, I get annoyed. It's too little messages, I get annoyed. And then it's like, but when yeah. I'm into someone, the frequency of their messages, I'm fine with because yeah. I'm like, the pace is matching for me. Yeah. Remember, a specific time, he we came, we went out with a big group of my friends to a really nice restaurant kind of bar in East London to have brunch. And brunch is not something that I would ever think about in terms of, yeah. like, can I, can I treat myself to brunch? I just do well, it. Well, because, like, this is no judgment on people that don't brunch or can't afford it, but, like, we're talking about maybe, what, for the actual brunch plate itself, like, maximum 15 quid? Yeah. If that. And it's probably spent, like, 35, 40 quid. Yeah. It's, really large it's mostly drinks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, then, but the actual, like, meal itself is... It's not, not a lot expensive. of money. It's 12 to 15 quid. Brunch is no more expensive than any other meal out. No. Really. Absolutely not. But also appreciate that there are loads of people out there where this is a lot. And they also don't. Yeah. And that's not how they want to spend their money. Yeah. Exactly. And this was, I think, the first time I realised that there was a big difference in how we want to spend our money mm-hmm. and what I consider to be financially okay and what he considered to be financially okay. And he told me this after brunch that he did not consider it to be financially okay to spend £45 on a brunch. And I was like, well, I I get that because actually that's like a weekly shop for you. Yeah. However, you also didn't need to drink. You need to, you didn't need to get... Like, I get maybe if you didn't feel comfortable saying no, but if I knew I didn't have the funds, mm. I either wouldn't go or... I would be like, I'm just gonna have one drink. Sorry, guys. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, don't want to spend those money today. So I'm gonna have my brunch. I'm gonna have one drink, and then we're cool. And then we're gonna have to split the bill, as you know. Yeah. Because. And that's I actually really respect people that are straightforward. And I know a lot of people do not feel comfortable just being like real and honest. But I don't think anybody judges anyone when they turn around and just go, I'm a bit broke right now. So yeah. I can't. I so I can't go out. You'll be like, fine. Or if they do, just go, I'm a bit broke right now. I can't really do anything too spending, but like happy, I'll just do a meal and a drink. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I, if I was in that situation and I've been in that situation before where someone hasn't been drinking in our group, I've always been like, they've not been drinking. We should yeah, I always make sure to speak up for them. And often people are like, oh no, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. It's not fine. But what I don't like is when the assumption is that everyone spits the same and it's like, well, no, people shouldn't. Like, because, no. and it, like, for example, when people don't get starters because they're not hungry and they only get a main, they shouldn't. I do think there needs to be some. But sometimes it is easier just to be like, should just. If I feel them, it's roughly the same. Yeah. Like, if they had a couple more drinks, but I had a dessert or something, then I'm like, it evens out. If I feel like we're roughly balanced on the bill, then it's not even an issue. Yeah. But if I feel like, no, I've had more than you because you're not drinking and I've had a couple of glasses of wine or whatever, I'll be like, I'll always go, no, I've spent a bit more, I'll, I'll pay a bit yeah. more than you because I, it's not it's fair. Courtesy. It's just courtesy. And in the same way, if somebody, you know, if somebody spent more money than me, I'm like, could you just cover your drinks? Like, I'm not I'm not going to spend... Yeah. Uh, but then I yeah. don't really have friends that don't understand that. So. No, I don't either. But he so should have spoken up. But I, I yeah, and I think it was the first time I'd ever been in any sort of romantic situation with a guy that A, wasn't vocal about from the off, kind of really vocal about his uh, financial situation. And then it, it, it did make sense to me. And B, there was a huge disparity in our... Um, your incomes. Our incomes. Yeah, which became evident after we had this conversation. I was like, fuck, actually it didn't register with me that I didn't think about you and I'm sorry that I didn't think about you in, in terms of your finances. However, you are a grown-ass man and if you want to bar, if you want to have brunch and then two Bloody Marys and three beers, that's what you want to do and you need to be able to, to suck that up. You don't actually also have to do that mm-hmm. because tables were turned and I've done this many a time if I can afford a meal and one glass of wine, that's what I'm having. So hang on, he willingly ordered those drinks. Yes. But he, he knows how much they cost. Exactly. So, so who does he think is going to pay for that? Well, it, and I don't think there was ever an assumption that I would pay for it. It was just a discussion of like, it was almost like there was a little bit of annoyance of, um, I just would never do that. I would never. But he did do but it. But you did yeah. do it. And it's like. Nobody did it with a gun to his head. And. You know what the you know we had menus. The prices were on the menus. You could gauge it. You could you see. You also knew you were coming for brunch. It wasn't surprise brunch. Yeah. Also, yeah. I've been out so many times with people, whether it's uh, on dates or just friends, who don't drink alcohol. Mm. Yeah. And I either then make a decision and go, well, I'm going to match that because actually it's a work night or whatever, and I don't want it, or I just don't fancy drinking, or it's actually quite nice to drink. Or I go, no, I'm going to have some drink, but I'll make sure I cover my drink. But I've never sat there and felt forced into copying somebody. You're fucking grown up. You're grown up. So that was kind of the first... Was he annoyed? Was he just like, I really didn't want to spend that money? What, did he felt forced into it? He didn't know. It wasn't that he felt forced into it. It's just a bit of an odd conversation. And it was a conversation I'd never had before. Bearing in mind I'd just, you know, not long finished a a longer relationship with a guy who was earning quite a lot of money. And actually he did end up often paying slightly more than me because he could afford to and he was happy to do it yeah. and it was never a, and we were in a proper relationship for mm. almost a year so it wasn't like I was sponging off him it was no babe let me treat you to a margarita yeah me, it, and it was that real nice understanding and so it was a bit of a role reversal for me for being like okay well now I need to kind of if this is going to work maybe I need to kind of readjust where I'm putting my funds where I'm going out for dinner and this really hit home with me when he took me out for dinner and he was like, I'm going to take you out to a really nice Italian restaurant. Nice. And I was like, okay, cool. And he was like, there's one local to us in where I live. 
Um, it's called ZZ's. Yeah, <laughs> no, there isn't a ZZ's. If, no, if we were going to ZZ's, actually, I, well, I wouldn't have minded. But ZZ's what did that. happen is we, because he just didn't really, I like, there's a couple of things in my life that I want to spend money on. I want to spend money on good food, good wine, and nice clothes. Yeah. If I'm really honest. And that sounds incredibly superficial. It's not for everyone, but that's how I would like, I I agree. like to spend, spend my money. money on food. I never feel bad about spending money at a restaurant. Me no. either. No, I agree. The reality is if we all did what I did, which is never did anything nice for myself at all, then the economy would fucking shrink and exactly. die. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for the economy. Do it for your country. <laughs> do it for your country. Let's, let's do the it. The red, white, and the blue. <laughs> But it's like, actually, let's do it for, no, do it for, you know, support small business owners. Yeah. Go, go on Etsy and buy your plants. Although they do take forever. <laughs> she says. Not for delivery, not, but anyway. Not an online company that charges through the nose. Yeah, but and it ends up sending you diseased plants. <laughs> go and buy some like, small business owners. Yeah. You know, yeah. But we're not judging people on how they spend their cash. What was it someone said to me? You're going to be working so hard your whole life if you don't spend any of that money. Where's it going? Where's it going? You literally save, save, save. But for what? You've got to enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we digress. Anyway, dinner. We digress. Italian restaurant. And I, there's a couple of Italians by me, and there's some really good ones, and there's some really bad ones, unfortunately. And he'd hyped it up a little bit because he knew how much I'm into food because of the industry that I work in, and like I really like decent restaurants and. Good food, and so he was like, "Oh, this is like the best Italian." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this do lasagna and chips. <laughs> do lasagna and chips, <laughs> which I love a bit of lasagna. Oh and chips. yeah, I love but it. It's got to be but, fucking decent lasagna. But most decent Italian restaurants won't do chips. Chips. No. <laughs> Can I just do a little plug? I'm obsessed, although I have not. I had to stop buying it because it's really expensive. But also, I realised it was bad for the waistline. But Charlie Bigham's lasagna. I had it last night. So good. I ate it last night. It is what do you think? It's it's one of the best. It's one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. One of the best takeaway ones. Oh. Because a home, nothing beats a homemade. Homemade. But one of the best takeaway ones. It's very good. Oh yeah. man, it is worth going back. It does a great fish animal. pie as well. Yeah, great it's so pie. good, but it's like eight pounds for a it's two eight person one. Yeah, and I always eat it as one per portion. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but because <laughs> it's not two plus portions. I was like, I was like, not. had garlic bread on the side. If you had, oh, yeah, if you had a salad on the side, but I didn't. Salad. I just had it in there, and you meal. and you eat it in the boat. I ate, <laughs> in, I ate it in the boat in bed whilst watching Grand Designs. Mate, it was beautiful. You are literally my. Spirit oh, sister, it was, it was like, like spirit. Spirit. <laughs> spirit. She's yeah. your spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not being She's an my animal. actual sister and spirit sister. No, because yeah, that's what I love. Stunning. It was so good. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
chips? Yeah, but it wasn't Italian that served chips, so it, it, we were. That's what we're looking at. Oh wow! With um, like really like with the sticky tablecloths. Yes, yes. The yes. sticky laminated, laminated yeah. wax. And we say this, but there's a plate. There's an Italian in. New Cross, right? The no. one that you took us that, on. Yeah, that one in New Cross, that is an exceptional lasagna. And that really? is a cafe. Yeah. It's a cafe a wine run by... I remember going with you and mum. Is Arab it still guys. Open? Is it still open? Oh, I fucking hope so. Um, I, yeah, I should go one I day. Never check and that, that is actually one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. Yeah. And I used to have it the whole fucking time. <laughs> and it's day. run by like two Arab brothers. It's, it's just a calf. It's a calf. It makes sense. Mm. But like they did the best fucking full English breakfast and the best lasagna and chips you will ever have. I, Even mum was like, this, this is better than mine. I, I love a good calf. Yeah. I love they it. Know, and they knew every time I came in, exactly, I just always wanted the lasagna. Lasagna and chips. Always. <laughs> so I put on so much weight at uni and then I lost it all because I got really stressed out my third year. Um, and stopped eating. And stopped eating. Which I, I had to get first. Eating. I always just eat more eating. when I'm like, yes. I eat when I'm stressed, eat when I'm happy. I just yeah, sad, angry. Eat, just eat. Don't know how I'm feeling, eat. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to feel what I'm feeling, eat. eat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a shit Italian. Uh, shit Italian. Shit Italian. Rui and I went for the lasagna because I. That it, you know, it's hard to get wrong. No, but also, if I'm going to a really good Italian, then I'm going to go for something that is authentic Italian food. Yeah, of course. Because it's hard to get, like, a lasagna wrong. It's easy to get a bolognese wrong. Yeah. But lasagna is quite hard to get wrong, I think. Mm-hmm. But it, they did get it wrong. It was it was terrible. And he was like, this is, like, my favourite restaurant. And I was like, that's cool. Oh, no. And that's fine. That's fine. But it was that realisation. And we've got to be fucking real about this. It's that realisation when, when you realise the disparity between each other in terms of... Taste. Taste. <laughs> But nonetheless, we actually continued to see each other for a little while after that, and... Even though you were like, God, this man has no taste whatsoever in culinary yeah. design. No taste in culinary design, no taste, like... And again, this is going to sound really superficial, but... Funnily enough, I've met someone recently, and we're talking about these things, we're talking about what matters to us, and clothes, and appearance, and style does matter to me. It matters to me. Yeah. And I'm not going to be... I'm not going to sit here and pretend and be like... Doesn't matter what my man looks like. I can change him. I don't want to go to that effort of fucking changing you. I've done this before with a guy where I've made him look better. You're welcome. Um, now we're <laughs> together. Fucking push him out into the world. I'm like, yeah, you're the yeah. better version of yourself than you were when I fucking had you. Go on and be free. You've said personal style is really important for you. Personal his style. He didn't really have one. What did he wear? So just baggy jeans, baggy jumper. Jeans. Baggy jeans. Baggy jeans, jumper. Like just very. Like, there is a style, but it's kind of not really considered. It's and kind that's of fine. Like mainstream, whatever's yeah. on sale, or whatever's there. But just, oh, like but just would not buy clothes. But just isn't not... thinking about the outfit, he's thinking about the individual pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Nature, when she buys, she thinks about the outfit. Like, what is this going to go with? Whereas I invest some men go, in... oh, I'm just, just going to buy this. I need yeah. a new t-shirt. I'll just buy yeah. this t-shirt. And then you'll yeah. be like, okay, oh, I've got this t-shirt on, so I'll just wear a pair of jeans without thinking... Does that go? Is that is there an outfit? And again, a, yeah. not everyone's into fashion. Not everyone's into style. And that's fine. That's fine. You do you. But those that are will appreciate that actually, it's about confidence, feeling comfortable, and, and expressing it, yourself. Yeah, and fashion gives me so much expression, and it makes and it gives me so much happiness and joy. And I'm all about buying, and especially as older that I've got, the older I get, I'm all about buying key pieces that cost a little bit more, 100%. as opposed to. And I'm so anti. 
fucking bags for the Primark. Fast fashion. No, I, I just, I, I just yeah. think it's it's a false economy. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the vibe that he was in. But also, again, he lived within his mate, so he didn't really ever buy clothes. So it's not... So again, it kind of comes back to the whole idea of, like, living within your means. And he very much lived within his means. But then I almost felt guilty about living within my means because they didn't match. Did he ever comment? Because you kind of said something earlier on that made me think that maybe he judged you openly. But did he ever say anything about to you like why do you spend so much money on food why do you spend so much money on yeah food? he did he did not understand why you would go out and have a nice meal so he challenged why you, you yeah he was he didn't understand about the experience. he didn't understand why you would spend x amount of money in this restaurant yeah mm-hmm. when you can just spend x amount of money in this lower restaurant okay food, well, so yeah, yeah so that just makes you realize actually your taste levels on everything really is quite different so i think for me i was like food for me is not sustenance food for me is brings me joy food is life um because i work in the industry yeah. you know i work with some of the best chefs in my industry but also i think we were we were raised on in a in a household that really valued food i mean we definitely used food as a as a comfort surrogate but you know yeah. that thing as, as a, a surrogate for love. surrogate love i don't i can't say i love you but have this have plate this of pasta <laughs> or whenever you know what it was whenever whenever i was sad or upset true, though. Yes, so i have i can't express my feelings but have another cookie whenever i was sad or upset mom would buy me sweets yeah <laughs> she, she was she still doing honey mixtures because she knew i really liked it and yeah, it cheer me up. So, yeah. But um, I think we grew up on the whole thing of um, our mother did not think that spending money on uh, a trip to um, Disney World would is worth eating baked beans for the whole of the whole year just so you could afford that. That's not what she thought. Because remember, she'd be like, "We could do that, but we'd have to eat baked beans, the cheapest thing possible, for a whole year." And she's like, "That's not me. That's not us." We're not doing that. I'd rather have good food and then we could go to Thought Park or something like that. That was how that was her thinking. And I think that's been kind of instilled in us. Like food was a really big, it's a really big thing in our yeah. culture. And it's a really big thing at home. And it was yeah. about having good food. Yeah. yeah. And so we appreciate it. But I, I know people who literally look at food as sustenance and that's Yeah, it. and, and they I do think eat this is what he was microwaved like. chicken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, microwaved chicken breast and boil, and plain rice. You can't and the girl at uni chicken that's who would eat that food because food to her was literally just fuel and that's it. She oh, didn't give a shit. Yeah. Pan she didn't give a shit it. how it tasted. It, it didn't the matter. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, right. So he yes, oh forgotten a really big part of this guy actually. He had a bit of a weird so he was. So he had a bit of a weird relationship with religion as well, and this, this was quite a bizarre scenario. So he, when I first met him, he told me very early on that actually, a couple of years prior to that, he'd converted to Islam, and he is a white British man. Yeah, and he converted to Islam. But and he was drinking. No, he didn't drink at the brunch. No, no, no. he said he'd ordered no. no so he, he converted to Islam, and then he then he basically abandoned that religion. Oh. Right. But went full in, which I always think is really fascinating when you're older yeah. and you convert. Was this post 9 11? Oh, of course it was post 9 11. Yeah, it was post 9 11. But it was it when did he hear the whole Bush if you're not with us, you're against us? Because loads no, of people. No, I can't remember like, why he did. I think he started yeah. reading about. What? Yeah, loads of people, loads of Westerners were like, I, read, I watched this documentary and there was a guy who said it was the turning point when Bush said, you're either with us or you're against us. And he thought, well, I'm not with you, therefore I must be against you. Oh. Okay, what's going on with the people against us? All oh, right, they're Muslims. And then he started to... You're right, that was when a lot of people went 
went over to kind of find out what was going on there and then they got converted at those camps. Oh, yeah. No, not just converted at the camps. I've spoken, I've spoken, I've seen, read so many things where people have uh, looked for peace in life and yeah. they've ended up converted to Islam. Because it is one of the most religion. peaceful religions. And oh, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. I think he was going through a little a sort of a mental health kind of issue. Yeah. And actually turned to Islam specifically because of a brotherhood. Mm. Because he wanted a community. He never felt like he really ever had one. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people would go to that specific religion because there is such a... It's so community-driven. So midnight Judaism. So, yeah. Um, and he really found that with them. And then something shifted. And I think he started looking... I think he kind of found himself on the fringes of extremism. Oh, Whoa. shit. Yeah. And was like, fuck, I've got to get out of this, actually. And what was really sad was that he'd lo- he ended up having to lose all of his friends that he- and family that he'd made within that religion. And I was like, well, yeah, good for you, though, because, dude... He sounds a bit all or nothing, though. Very all or nothing as a person. That's a, Because that's you can convert to Islam and not get radicalised or, or even get but involved in But if he was a lone man with oh, mental yeah. health issues, that's a prime target. Can we and just... I just want to add, though, if anybody, if any of our listeners have dated anyone who is in a cult or they themselves were in a cult and have dated within the cult or outside the cult, please can you send in your stories because I am fucking... Fascinating. So yeah, I would love to hear. So Anything, what's the email address? Email address is dick at gmail.com. That's all one word, and we'll stick it up on the our Instagram so you can see it as well. But yeah, cults. To do with it, dating, of course, but anything dating in a cult, dating yeah. around a cult, being yeah. in a cult and dating outside of a cult. Let's do this. I want to hear. Yeah. Mm. I think he realised though. I mean, he made a he made a very wise move for himself and. And he could own it. He understood why he was in a position where he went into, you know, wanted to join that community because he was lonely. Yeah. And he was on his own and he wasn't particularly close with his family. And and I totally got that. And he yeah. didn't have a huge amount of friends. So I totally understood his reasonings for for seeking it out. And then, yeah. but also the strength to realise that actually, fuck... This is going far too. This is going too far, and I'm not on board with this. Mm. I'm moving away from it. So that was another kind of. I mean, we digress into that kind of subject matter. It's not really, you know, about that. Um, but I just remembered as we were talking, I was like, "Oh fuck!" That was quite a big part of who he was. So yeah, I mean, it got to a point where the whole money thing had happened. It all been brought up, and I was like, "I'm not sure." I in my head, that was that was a bit of. A, red flag for me mm-hmm. and I'd already started to kind of disconnect from him anyway and we'd only been seeing each other for a couple of months and that kind of thing I was suddenly like fuck actually the fact that there's such a gap between our salaries and our income it's going to be become a bit of a problem yeah but also I think what is more a problem is what he what he thinks is acceptable to spend money on and he is being very vocal uh, so far about what he thinks is acceptable for you to be spending your money on. Not that he's ever shut that down, but he's questioned, you know, how you spent your money. Yeah. But it's not his money. No. And it's very... You're not married. There's no joint no. accounts. It's very... And, also, and, it's, and it's... Because of the position that he was in and the job that he had, it was going to take him a long time to get close to my salary. Mm. And I don't think... And I am not scared of being the sole breadwinner at all. I'm fucking cool with it. 
if, if anything, I'm actually quite proud if I was the sole breadwinner in the yeah. family because you'd want to stay at home husband then. Yeah, I'd be so at all. happy with that. I would honestly be so happy with take that. Take care of the baby. But then don't fucking judge me if I want to take us or to a mission star restaurant because, buddy, you're saving up for that and we're going. Because you want to get on board with that because you love it too. That's my thing. Yeah. I don't care if if you earn less money than me, but we but we our vision of how we want to spend our money and what we want to do, what we want to invest in, has to be along the same lines. Yeah, of course. And, and also, the same time. You don't want to be with somebody that's judging you on how you spend your cash. It's no. not nice. I also don't want to be going to shitty Italians. No, because you may as well just stay at home and cook it. Exactly. Yourself. I may as well just do that. And there's times where or I have a Charlie Biggum. Or have a Charlie Bingham. Like you literally could have had a Charlie Bingham. It would have been better. Two for sixteen pounds. Yeah, <laughs> I mean both of them. You guys are like pushing for the. Oh, you don't Anyone else don't eat the whole goodness. Charlie Bingham? Please write in. Please write in. Because I've had a single one and a double, and I'm telling you, the single one is too small. It's too small. A yeah. half of a double is too small. Oh. It is. Honestly, and I know they're rich, but it's too small. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so then he. So then I felt a big shift in our relationship. I could feel him distancing himself. Really? I well, he already stopped texting you two times a day. Yeah, stopped texting me completely. Wow. I had already in my head, and I'd spoken to my therapist about this, so already in my head been like, I don't know if I'm really that keen on this guy. This has been a couple of months now. But way back when, so this was what, three and a half, almost four years ago, I was not the person I am now in that I was that girl that was like, I'm happy to be in a relationship, so I'm just going to go along with it. Yeah, I'm not going to end it, even though too. I don't really want to be in this. It's yeah. not really. I just want to be me. in a relationship. Just you, you, you're cool to have around. There was no lust there. There was no, you know, adoration. There was nothing really that was exciting necessarily about it. Mm. But I was not going to be the person that was. I would just be like, well, it's just there. You know, I'm in a relationship. I've got a boyfriend. It's just there. And I've really stopped doing that and haven't done that for a very, very long time. For a good couple of years, I'm like, no, I'm not putting myself into a situation mm. where I'm not into this person. Yeah, I, I should be fucking into them. Ideally, I'd like to be really into someone for the rest of my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. You know? Well, you just, every time you look at me, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just vibing them the whole time. And I'm like, it's you. It's you. It's you. And I just didn't feel that with him, and I didn't really, I didn't ever really felt that with him. This kissing thing was bit pissing me off because he, he wasn't did very he good. Did he get any better? No. Um, At some point, did you just go, let's just stop with the kissing? Yeah, I just had to, I just had to, especially when we were in the bedroom, just be like, we're not kissing. Right, so I'm not the only one that tells people off then. You have to. Shut sit down. Shut sit down. Stop kissing me. <laughs> um, and then. He, I felt the shift in him. Wow. As well. Wow, and the distancing in him. Cheek. But even though it was mutual, I didn't feel like I I didn't I just didn't say anything. Yeah. You know, even in my head I was like, we're not gonna be together forever, and I know this. I'm just not gonna say anything. So then he I sent him a message and we were due to go to the pub. And then he and I was like, oh babe, what time are you gonna want to meet at the pub tonight? And then he sent me a message back going. I don't think we should. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can do this. Oh, what a little coward. So then I sent him a message back going, it's fine. It's totally fine. Because in my head, I was like, I know this is coming. And it's fine. It's totally fine. But let's just, I was like, let's be adults about this. You're meeting me at the pub because you live opposite the pub. You are meeting me and we're having a face-to-face conversation. Don't worry, it's going to be cool. 
Yeah. So we met at the pub. Oh, he actually met you. He met the pub. Hey, of and we had a full blown conversation. I was like, look, it's cool. Like, it's just not, it's just, it's just reached the end. Like, it's just done, it's, you know, it's run its course. And he was really quite upset about it, even though. Why? And he wasn't upset because, he wasn't upset because um, the relationship was over. I think he just, Bet, like was felt quite guilty mm. and was very t- like quite tearful about it. He didn't so want to hurt you. I found myself sat there consoling him. Oh, joke. And I was like, I'm consoling you, and I'm the one that's getting dumped. No, no, right. And in and so I spent the whole evening doing that. Walked away and was like, What the fuck did I just? Do? How have I just got myself into a situation where I, which I didn't really want to be in, and now I'm the one that's been dumped. Yeah, I think. But I think what's really interesting about this one, it, this example, this story, this 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 episode podcast is because um, <laughs> episode podcast, podcast episode. is because you the issues yeah you know other ones we've talked about you know um, you know people disrespecting boundaries um, you know aggression lies. Lies. lies but I think what's really interesting about this one <laughs> is lying. that it, it it fundamentally didn't work out. Because because there was nothing wrong with him. We just weren't compatible. You just weren't compatible. You had different aspirations yeah. and different values, I yeah. guess, and different um, interests. Totally. And, and things, you know, what excited you. And I think, I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more similar um, podcasts because, you know, where it's not just the man's fault. This isn't going to be one of those podcasts. No, absolutely not. You're definitely men. Men. No, we are bashing men because men are shit. But <laughs> you always have that one in. God, you're, yeah, so like you're, you're not feeling great about them. But I, I think, do, men, I think I men generally on the whole are shit. And I think most decent men would agree with me. Yeah, you ain't shit. <laughs> you most decent men would go, yeah, men are shit. I think my husband would. Yeah, he would absolutely. <laughs> he would definitely say <laughs> men are shit. Uh, oh. But I do think there needs to be a recognition that this one... Just actually was... It just ran, it, ran its course. Ran its course, and you guys and, were, you were I, different pages. Different he, pages. He did screw you at the ending. Him, by him getting manipulated, only was a manipulation to make you console him, even though he was... Dumping me. Dumping you, even though it was mutual, that was a bit shitty. Yeah, him. totally. And also, I really beat myself up about it, and I remember having therapy sessions about it and getting really upset and crying, and my therapist was like, why are you getting upset? And I was like, because you know what? I didn't even want to be in the relationship. And yet I'm the one that's getting dumped because I didn't fit. I still back then did not have a voice mm. to say what I wanted. Mm. And so now after four years worth of work on myself and a lot of therapy and a lot of fucking money spent, that's probably why I'm still single because I refuse to be in a situation which doesn't work for me. I would rather be on my own. Thing. I would rather be... You, you say that, but I it's know, not. I know, I know. You say that, but it's not. There are so... I know a lot of people, and I've known a lot of people that have been in situations where they shouldn't be in it. No. Yeah. You're not but, happy. And, you shouldn't be in it. And I refuse to do that. Full-blown relationships. Like, long full relationships. Blown. And you're like, you guys are not happy. You're and, not compatible. But just to be very clear, like, obviously, the one who's in the... The long relationship. We are not talking about your relationship. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is compromise. Yes. That I think is totally healthy because that's compromise in every situation. It's also wanting to make your partner happy. Exactly. And what it isn't is when you literally are in toxic situations or situations where neither one of you are really that mm. into it. 
But you're just going along with the motions. With it anyway, because you're too scared to be, in, be on your own, or lots of, there's so well, many reasons why. you don't want to hurt them, I understand you don't hurt that, them. There's but... so many reasons why people do this. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, yes, I got upset about that situation because I was like, oh, fuck, I've been the one that's been dumped again because I didn't have the voice to say anything. I should have dumped him I should have dumped him first. And I think my ego was more bruised than anything. That's why I ended up getting upset in this therapy session because I was like, my ego's been bruised. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be in this. I checked out already, mm-hmm. but he was the one that fucking said it first. Yeah. And that really pissed it's me off. He did check and me. And really upset me. Yeah. Whereas now... If I am not invested, you ain't getting a second day out of me. You're not. Yeah. You're not. Because I just would rather... And I know people are going to start going, no, this is bullshit. But I've kind of got to a point in my life where I'm like, I'd rather just have nice little experiences with guys and just be on my own with my cat and fucking live my life than go through this bullshit. Because it's so hard and it's so damaging and you're constantly having to reset and restart every fucking and time. And yourself for the potential another rejection. Constantly. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And, oh, fuck, are you just like, what, you're like, what's the, what, you know. What's wrong with people? What is wrong with you? I always say, what is wrong with people? What's wrong with people? What's wrong with, people? What's wrong with, um, with men? <laughs> you're back on the men. <laughs> people. Right, so. Um, thank you for sharing, Ash. We want to hear your stories, listeners. We want to hear your dating woes, your dating embarrassing episodes. You can send them to us at can'tcatchadick at gmail.com if you've had a similar situation or a short uh, story you wanted to share or a long story. You can send us an email or a voice note. We want to hear them. I think that's it for today, this week's episode. Yeah. We will uh, catch you on the other side. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.